Art of the Kickstart, episode 85. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, before we jump into the interview, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, the company that's helping crowdfunders everywhere. Guys, launching a Kickstarter campaign isn't exactly easy. That's why the majority of Kickstarters fail, despite how hard interns work. I put together a free six-step email mini course to try to eradicate this evil issue and help inventors and entrepreneurs everywhere. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, you can get the new and improved six-step guide that's going to walk you step-by-step through making your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding campaign happen. Check it out, artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, and make your crowdfunding dreams happen. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today I am pumped to have friend and founder Michael Finizio back on the line to share the story of the ravioli roller reinvented. We had him on Kickstarter, we had him on the campaign, and he absolutely exploded. You guys loved the episode, so we got him back to share the crazy, crazy things that have been happening since then. Thanks for coming back on today, Michael. Hey, my pleasure. So we've hit up all the boring stuff. We talked about the quotes, all of the life things, entrepreneurship. You funded your campaign. You raised like $62,000. What's happened since then? Let's get a breakdown. Yeah. Well, it was actually 64963 but who's counting? Oh, exactly, um, right? Yeah, the you know, the campaign, it blew me away. You know, I expected to do well. I never, ever thought I would do that well. That money was raised by 621 backers in 33 countries around the world, which, which really blew me away. I mean, like every, you know, every continent that has people living on it. So yeah, you know, the campaign was nuts. Since then, it's been pretty crazy trying to actually manufacture and pack and ship Jesus, like 650 rolling pins. I'm working with a really good manufacturer out in Minnesota. And, uh, you know, we're getting through it. We've got all of the United States, you know, the domestic orders out the door in the mail. We're working through the international orders right now. Shipping labels have been a challenge. We can get more into that later. But um, the shipping labels have, have been what slowed me down a little bit on the international stuff. But, uh, you know, overall, the, you know, the Kickstarter is, is almost fulfilled. And I'm just trying to manage the uh, daily requests I'm getting through my website. You know, there have been so many that I literally right now cannot make rolling pins fast enough. That's really interesting. We were talking before the program. What are you doing to get people to your site to make sales? So, you know, I wish I knew because, I mean, this is like horrible from a business standpoint to not know where your customers are coming from. But I have, you know, I have my website up. I, I had some really good photography done after Kickstarter with all of my samples. But, you know, besides my website and my Kickstarter page, which is, you know, you can still view, it's not live, but it's still there. And I have two videos on YouTube. I mean, that is it. That is my online presence. I mean, and Facebook and Instagram, but like I've done literally $0 in paid advertising since Kickstarter. And, you know, I have a growing Excel spreadsheet of holiday orders that uh, I'm you know, anxiously hoping I'll be able to fulfill in time. How are you planning on dealing with that? Are you looking at increasing manufacturing? I know that's something we talked about before. When do you need to scale that up? When's it time to start looking at that? 
Right. So the time to start looking at that is a few months ago, which is when we started. You know, with the operation we have in place now, we are able to, you know, we've been able to hit the Kickstarter quota in more or less the time that I had promised. Um, you know, I promised shipping in November and largely I'm holding to that despite, you know, the massively larger quantity than I expected. But, uh, you know, we started talking a while back about doing, making the process a little bit more automated. I mean, right now we're using a pretty sophisticated method, um, using a lathe and a router at the same time. I, I mean, I told you about that before. We're looking into some CNC technology that would really speed things up and, you know, also allow us to hire slightly less skilled, you know, workers who could feed these machines. And uh, it would be a great way to really ramp up production and, you know, and keep this stuff made in America, which is, you know, really, really important to me. It was really important to you, too, to have the eco-benefits of this. How many trees did you guys end up planting? So coming out of Kickstarter, I've officially made I made a $520 donation to the Arbor Day Foundation, which has planted 520 trees. So for every dollar you, you donate, they plant one tree. And what's really interesting is that the Arbor Day Foundation, unfortunately, you can't say, hey, I want to plant 100 maple trees and 100 walnut trees. The way that their business operates is they have these partner affiliates that around the country who actually go out and, you know, plant the trees. They're the boots on the ground doing the work. And every year or, you know, every couple of years, they focus on areas of the U.S. that need the trees the most. So right now, in, you know, towards the end of 2014, they're in Florida and Minnesota. So it just made sense that I'm producing in Minnesota. I'm buying all I would from Minnesota. So we just planted 520 trees in Minnesota. And some of that also came from my pledges. Um, if you recall from my campaign, my two lowest pledge levels, I had a $20 and a $40 level. Those were both specifically for replanting of trees. So I was able to probably a couple hundred trees just through that method alone. That's incredible. And speaking of trees, you're going to need them. I hear you guys have been expanding. You have crazy things happening. What's been happening since Kickstarter? outside of campaign fulfillment, other opportunities? Yeah. So outside of campaign fulfillment and, you know, trying to handle these orders I've been getting through my website, I've been able to negotiate some deals with a few major retailers, two that I can name uh, right here in New York. One is the Brooklyn Kitchen in Brooklyn, obviously. Another is Food 52 Provisions, which is an online only retailer. And I actually did nine rolling pins with them today. So I was just like packing those up before the show. So, you know, I've had a lot of you know success. Every single retailer that I've reached out to has is either currently carrying my line or will be soon. I'm in the process of negotiating a very large purchase order with a major U.S. retailer uh, who I'm not at liberty to say the name of. But um, I mean, you've all heard of them. But, you know, if and when that goes through, you know, it, it's looking like it will. We're going to be ramping up production significantly in the next couple months here. And what does that mean for you personally? We talked about this a little. Why are you still in your full-time job? You're still busting your butt at two separate jobs, 16-hour days. How do you take this to the next level? Yeah, you know, it's been crazy. Thankfully, I have a very supportive fiance who, you know, sees my vision and supports me and, you know, has helped me out a lot. You know, we both decided that there will come a time to quit my day job. That time isn't quite yet, uh, partially because we are engaged, but we're not married yet. So there's unfortunately 
the health insurance issue. And we have discussed going down to City Hall. <laughs> Our wedding is until October, but uh, we may have to do uh, bump the legal part of the marriage up a little bit for that reason. Um, you know, the other reason is I've got some pretty big things coming down the pipeline, but you know they're not here yet. So I just want to make sure I'm I'm making this decision to leave my day job in like the most responsible way possible. You know, there's absolutely going to be a leap of faith involved. I just would like to have some idea of, you know, what's to come and, you know, how much money is coming in and when before I just, you know, blindly leave, leave the day job. I love the description of the pseudo shotgun wedding, completely different than normal circumstances. So <laughs> you guys, you're working on this, you're working on building the business and it sounds like you're going to be going national soon, which is absolutely crazy. What kind of fears do you have from building this business on that kind of standpoint? How does a single guy not single in terms of relationship, but just a single founder handle that? Well, you know, there's some anxiety involved for sure. I mean, up until this point, you know, planning the Kickstarter, launching the Kickstarter, running it, you know, post Kickstarter fulfillment and every business move I've made up to now, it's always been like, I don't know if it's a sixth sense or what, but it's just like, it's been intuitive. It's It's been obvious to me what the next step should be and executing it you know, with a little luck has been always been like pretty straightforward. You know, I haven't hit any major hurdles yet that have caused me to fall on my face. But, you know, going into this uncharted territory for me, like working with a major U.S. retailer is obviously something I hoped to do eventually. I didn't think it would be this soon. But, um, you know, I worry that, you know, they the quantities that they're looking for for me right now, like, as of right now, I have no idea how I'm going to make those in the time that they want it. I mean, we're going to figure it out, though. You know, we have some money to get started, obviously, from Kickstarter. You know, now I have the rationale to go to a bank or an investor and, you know, and get some money because I have a much clearer idea of how much money I need and what I need it for. Uh, you know, I, need ex I know exactly how much money I need to fulfill this purchase order that I've been talking about. So it's pretty easy, you know, once you've got all your accounting in place, which I do and all my, you know, I'm a registered LLC and I have my patent pending and I have my trademark. So it's like a little easier now than it was a few months ago to actually go to a bank and ask for money. What are you waiting for then? Well, honestly, like I am totally, <laughs> this is again, a crappy reason, but I am completely maxed out on vacation and sick days. I work and I literally like just, there are not enough work day, work hours in the day that I can go, you know, I have a call with a lawyer tomorrow during my lunch break. I haven't gone to the bank yet because I just have not been able to make time for it, which is not a great reason. But, you know, while we're on the topic of raising money, we, you know, we were talking a minute before the show that I am looking into some alternative methods. I don't know if you were probably going to bring this up, but uh, I was... I'm considering going on a TV show that's launching this spring. Again, I'm not at liberty to say what network it is, but it is a major one. The show is going to be very similar to Shark Tank, but all food and beverage related products. So, you know, there's an opportunity to uh, potentially raise some money there as well if I could find the right investor. I feel like I understand why you're still in your day job, but at the same time, it's what's holding you back from growing the business now. That's, this is when people really start getting in that troublesome scenario of, do I have to jump? I'm guessing you're going to be jumping pretty soon with the crazy opportunities that you've got going on. What are some other things, some challenges that you didn't expect before Kickstarter that have just been hitting you hard now? 
You know, the, the biggest thing I'm dealing with right now that I alluded to earlier is actually shipping all of these rolling pins. So if you recall from my campaign, I had like 10 different backer pledge levels, which was great because I gave people a lot of options. You know, I had, you know, one small rolling pin, one big one, too small, too big, a big and a small. And then within that, I had all the different wood variations. So what that turned out or what the, you know, what that turned into was a lot of different orders. It's not like I'm shipping like the same thing to 650 people. It's like there's a lot of different orders going out. So managing that, it's kind of like a double-edged sword offering a lot of backer rewards because I definitely raised more money than I probably otherwise would have, but I'm paying for it now. I just, it's become logistically difficult. I mean, definitely not impossible, but it's just a lot more work than I expected. And then the other thing that goes along with that is shipping labels are kind of a pain in the ass, I got to say. Um, I tried using USPS.com. They just absolutely suck. Their website is horrible. But I ended up with Stamps.com, which is really good. They let you, um, you know, they let you load in all your contacts in a CSV format, which Kickstarter will give you. You, know, you can download right from the site. But it's just, a, it's just a tedious process. You have to like make every single make and generate every single label. And in my case, they're not shipping from where I live. They're shipping from Minnesota. So I have to generate the label as a PDF and then email it to my manufacturer. And any Mac users out there, I learned this the hard way because I bought a new computer and I finally made the switch to Mac. Love the computer. But with stamps.com, you cannot generate a PDF that you can save and email from, you know, with the Mac using stamps.com. So I have to use my, you know, this crappy old PC that I have, which is really slow. But anyway, long-winded answer. But um, yeah, shipping. Shipping is not easy. What are your thoughts on fulfillment for Kickstarter? I know companies like Shipwire, eFulfillment Service, they do this kind of stuff for inventors that don't typically specialize in it. Yeah, you know, if I were to do it all again with this volume, I would probably use Shipwire or, you know, one of the other guys. It's funny because I actually got an email from Shipwire today from a guy that I'd been corresponding with that he was trying to get me on board during the campaign. But, you know, of course, I thought I could do it myself. So, you know, yeah, looking back, I would probably use it for Kickstarter. And, you know, looking forward, I'm absolutely going to be using a fulfillment center um, just because, you know, there's there's no possible way I could, you know, I could do it on my own. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's just inconceivable for entrepreneurs when you start to go big. Guys, if you want to avoid those issues, check out the show sponsor. I've got some kind of affiliate link on the page. If you click it, I would hugely appreciate it, and it'll make it easier for you. So, Michael, next question for you. So I hear that your buyer has interest in you creating new products, and you've talked about this before, coming back to Kickstarter. What happens next for you guys in terms of product creation, in terms of developing the line? So, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of ideas. I've had a lot of ideas for a while. You know, this retailer has expressed an interest in having me kind of improve upon some products that they're already selling. You know, they are pasta related, so they fit in with my brand very well. You know, they're wood pasta rolling pins that do other things than ravioli. You know, so that's something I've been thinking about. And you know, it's exciting to be working with a big company like this, kind of developing it in tandem. You know, what I'm really trying to do and what I mentioned to some extent back in September when we spoke was, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to just sell one product. I'm trying to grow 
a brand, you know, centered around this whole experience of bringing people together in the food, around food, and just like creating memories with people you love. So, you know, to that end, all of my products need to sort of fit in and will fit into that theme, right? So, you know, you've got, you know, I'm obviously planning a normal rolling pan, a tapered rolling pan. That's just kind of like a no-brainer. You know, I've got these other other rolling pin designs that I'm working on. I also have this really cool idea for an apron that I've been tossing around in my head for a while. And like, I've been trying to find somebody in the U.S. that hopefully lives close to me that could prototype this thing for me because like I'm a horrible tailor. Um, so if anyone out there is listening that like is really good with a sewing machine and is trying to help me maybe prototype something, I'd love to connect. It's a really cool idea I have. I don't want to say too much about it because I want to have some uh, element of surprise. But this is what I'm planning to be my next crowdfunding campaign. And I was actually telling a backer, one of my Kickstarter backers today, who sent me a really nice note, you know, about how much she believes in my brand and appreciates the made in America and the sustainability aspect. And, you know, her parting thought was, like, I will absolutely, you know, back any other projects that Repass Supply Company does. So it's really nice to get feedback like that. But, um, you know, I'm kind of like leaking this this uh, apron idea out there to a few of my backers asking them if they have any like input for design ideas. But, um, you know, basically, this is going to be something that integrates really well. Like if you own a fondy or, you know, multiple fondies and all the pasta accessories that I'm planning on launching, you will want this rolling pin because it's going to fit in with all those very nicely. And I have a couple really uh, innovative features that I know for a fact have never existed on a rolling, uh, excuse me, on an apron before. So I'm excited to, uh, you know, get a couple prototypes made and see how that's going to look. That's awesome. Just saying that you're taking it, you're going to the next level. Because once you do launch that Kickstarter campaign, you've got all the backers, you've got a lot of the hard work already done. You can come back and launch strong. People are going to trust you. And I think we should probably start wrapping up the interview now. You've been an awesome guest. I'm glad we got you on here for a second go around. I mean, you're basically shark tanking, exploding and having food come out everywhere, which is pretty cool. I mean, this is a Kickstarter story that people can actually appreciate. Let's get a takeaway, a parting shot for people out there. If you wanted to leave them with something, something different than you left them with last time, what would you say? What have you learned? Oh, man. Well, I don't remember what my parting thought was last time, but um, I guess, you know, Kind of the message that I, I've always been trying to put out there is just, you know, you be as creative as you want to be. Like there's the only thing, you know, keeping you from doing anything is how creative you want to be. So that's, you know, when I talk about creativity, that's, you know, that's designing a product. But that's also like figuring out, OK, who is going to help me do this or like you know, who are the right people to talk to or like any sort of creative scenario. Like there have been so many times throughout the past several months or like past year where like, you know, I hit roadblocks that I could have easily said, you know what, I guess this is too hard. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, somehow I've been able to just like figure out creative solutions and just keep going. So, you know, when I said I haven't hit any roadblocks that have caused me to fall on my face, that is true. But I've definitely hit Roblox, so just keep going, I guess is my advice. Yeah, when you stumble, you trip, and you start falling forward, if you keep taking that next step, a lot of times you're just going to go through a wall. You've been killing it, Michael. Thanks for coming back on. It's been awesome. Where's the best place for people to check you out, say thanks, and buy themselves an epic ravioli roller? 
Uh, yeah, the best place would be my website. That's repastsupply.com, all one word. And I'm not currently taking orders directly through my website, but um, if you shoot me an email, that's how I've been doing it, you know, for, for the meantime. So, um, yeah, check it out. Why aren't you taking pre-orders? Well, I am taking pre-orders. I don't have like PayPal or any e-checkout service linked to the site just because I can't, like I can't fulfill them right now. So I'm taking, people are emailing me and I'm explaining to them, hey, you know, I don't have this model in stock right now, but I will in a week. And that's the way I've been doing it because I just, I don't want to take people's money and then not be able to, you know, send them something for weeks. Although I guess that is what's happening with Kickstarter, but that was the expectation. Put an opt-in form there. Have people say, if you want to get this, you want to be the next one on the list, add your email. That'll make it easier because then they don't have to shoot you something. Uh, Good advice. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Michael. It's been, it's been absolutely real. Thanks for listening in guys. Thanks everything. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.